Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I lied. You I'm lied. not in you Ontario. You always lie when we travel. Always <laughs> yeah, I jumped into the truck, drove across some busy highways. I think I even paid to come here, by the way. <laughs> we did. We going to be good 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out with uh, two really cool people in uh, massage studio, We're in yoga, a yoga studio, studio right Thai now. massage. It looks like a lot of stuff that happens here. Yeah, there's always something happening around here, <laughs> for sure. You said that like there's some... Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that too. I think there's a lot to get into. Hey everyone, it's Amanda. And as Mark said, we're in Hamilton today. So we're hanging out at One Wellness Group Family Massage Therapy, a really cool clinic in Hamilton. I actually feel like I could get lost with all of the different rooms that are in here. It's an older building and I feel like I could live here. I assume this is was once a house maybe and is now a clinic that has existed for 20 years. And I'm sitting here with two other RMTs, Scott and Monica. And some of you may know who they are. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, if you have ever attended the One Concept Canadian Massage Conference, you may know these people. So uh, thanks, Scott and Monica, for having us out to the clinic today. Well, thanks for driving all the way out to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that far. It wasn't so bad. On a Friday. Yeah. You know what we call Fridays, eh? Yeah. What Fridays. do you call Fridays? Fucked up Fridays. <laughs> Fucked up Fridays? <laughs> I think I like you guys. At least anything goes, right? <laughs> anything goes. That's a hashtag strategy there. I love it. Fuck it Fridays. I like it. Uh, all right. So why don't we start right at the beginning? I know Scott said that the clinic is Monica's baby. So let's start with that. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and the clinic, and then we'll talk to Scott a little bit too. Yeah, actually, 20 years ago, uh, my brother and I opened up Family Massage Therapy on Upper Gage and Mohawk. Um, we sold the building two years ago, so that's no longer in existence. He came over here. Um, actually, six months later, after that first clinic opened, we opened this. Uh, we felt the need to have some... Um, we felt, we felt the need to um, open up a store for this region to service massage therapists and, and massage equipment. So my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, and I um, opened up the store and opened up the second clinic here. And then it grew. And uh, within that time, when Scott, Scott had one of the largest, uh, uh, not franchises, but would you call that a franchise? No. No. <laughs> Anyways, he had he had he had owned and operated <laughs> a couple of clinics um, associated with uh, it was it was uh, family fitness at the time. The fitness, um, so. He was shutting down. He no longer wanted to be in part of that, and we we kind of stole him at the time. So mm. that's how Scott and I have uh, come together, and and uh, we uh, together him and myself and Lorna started up the Canadian Massage Conference, mm. and then Robin joined us a year later, and here we are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's back. This up. <laughs> <laughs> in her defense, I said, tell us a little bit about yourself. So yeah. she just flew through like 20 years of history yeah. in three minutes. Well, it's long history. It would take days. So we actually, um, I'm trying to think, how long have I been here now? Like 13, 14 years. Some, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was getting out of massage. Actually, Monica and I met at uh, Riverdance. So uh, for some somehow, some way, the organizers at uh, Hamilton Place called me. They needed some massage therapists. I called, immediately called my cousin, Todd Turnbull, a massage therapist. And he said, absolutely, I'd love to do it. I, you know, Because he had worked with, um, I can't, I'm having an adult moment. Uh, Probably not one of the dancer. two most famous male uh, uh, ballet dancers of all time, uh, Nuriev. And uh, he had worked with him. And he said, absolutely, I love working with dancers. Let's 
do this. And I happened to call Monica's clinic at the time, Family Massage Therapy. I said, uh, you know, I'm really desperate. I'm trying to find some massage therapists to help out with this. And, uh, hey, the pay was good, and it looked like it was going to be fun. And I needed to get out of the clinic scene for a little bit. Mm. So I didn't even know it was Monica (laughs) that answered the phone. I thought it was uh, the receptionist. And she says, I'll do it. And I go, really, massage therapist? Yeah, well, you met me. You met me. We We met at a conference, too. And uh, next thing you know, we did river dance, and about a month after that, I think I started working here, yeah. which is like you know, twelve, and twelve then, plus years ago. And it was weird. Uh, Jill Rogers, that ran the Massage Therapy Canada show, there was it was an expo, yeah. It was an expo. There was it was, a be- it was the best show going. Um, it was a great show. I was I used to exhibit there for for product. Yeah. I built up a huge, like a beautiful following at yeah. her show. She did a great job with that show, and then um, just some personal things happened in her life and and she wasn't able to continue what year was it that we started 2008 yeah so she couldn't continue with the show coming up in in uh they were doing it it in november and everybody all the therapists were calling my store saying monica what's going on we signed up for the show and we didn't know what was happening and uh september or something like that and we called up jill and we said hey how you doing you okay and she said you know what unfortunately i'm not going to be able to go forward with the show and we jumped on it right away we just said listen would you would you mind if we took it over Mm. Uh, we don't want to lose that momentum and scott and i had just been down to you were you had just started massage therapy radio at the time yeah right we were down at we were down at the AMTA Massage Therapy Association National Conference in Cincinnati. So I was yeah. able to walk around the trade show floor promoting your business, but I got to talk to all the vendors down there, which yeah. was a great opportunity because then when we came back to Canada, mm-hmm. this whole opportunity with the show came on. So when we took over the show, we thought, okay, well, we have vendors, but why don't we ask the American people if they want to come up into Canada? Mm. So we got on the phone, and that was when Massage Warehouse came up. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. I was going to say, this is this is answering all my questions, <laughs> but it's going way too fast. Yeah, okay. yeah it's like, so, it's a huge story. Go ahead. So there was a pre-existing massage conference that yes. was happening. Right. Yeah. The name of that was? It was uh, Massage Therapy Expo. Expo. Yeah, right because on. she started the very first um, massage magazine in all of Canada. Okay, it was it was an amazing magazine. Um, she was she was she it's was a, still going now. Yeah. It's not under her. Like it's, uh, she, it's not. She sold that. They offer. took over the the magazine, yeah. but um, Massage Therapy Canada. So she had an interesting business model. Mm-hmm. What she did was that only the exhibitors there were allowed to um, attend the show. Uh, attend the show or to, you know, the people that advertise in her magazine right. were the ones who were at the show. Right. It was great for me because I we kind of reintroduced ourselves to a bunch of different therapists. We were there. The That's where we met first time was the year before. You were at the show as okay, maybe exhibitor. So with, I don't know, six weeks or six or eight weeks out, just got on the phone and just started calling people. Like this was a zero revenue. Was, could never have done it without the Holiday Inn. It was like they were outstanding bills. Mm-hmm. And... Um, They worked with us to make sure it all worked out. And then we did it again. And uh, like we had some really, really large shows. Well, we blew it up that first year. um, So that first year, you guys changed the name of the conference. Yeah. We changed it to the, actually it was the uh, Ontario uh, Massage Conference. Trade Conference. Uh, Lorna, uh, Lorna Passanato, our partner, came up with that. It was like, it was this really kind of be... It's right. going to be more of a, a trade conference, which, you know, which is interesting model. It's still an interesting model to do that. But if you attend live shows or you've been to live shows, and I'm not talking about some of the ones in Germany where they go on for like, you know, 10 city blocks, even the bigger shows, 
attendance is changing, right? So building around people that want you to see their product, well, you can see their product online. So there's a, there's a real kind of a changeover of the old guard. There's a, the people that still want to get in front of you and mm-hmm. sell you their product. And then there's the people that don't want to get in front of you and will spend whatever they can on the internet to market it to you. So this is what we're going through, I think, in, in, in our industry too. And to add on to it, you know, jump ahead to 2019, um, where our college changed the regulations regarding uh, continuing education. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, what they misunderstood with that was that it's not that the college is out of that business or you don't need continuing education. The college didn't want to be in the business of approving what's continuing education. They, they, they didn't want to do that. I think what wasn't explained very well is that you need continuing education. You know what? I actually think you it is explained standards. very well. I think I think it is actually explained yeah. really, really well. Yeah. I think just a lot of people, they're just kind of up in arms. Like, I don't know what to do. What does this mean? Right? They came out last 2018 in July. Yeah. You know, the continuing education cycle is no longer, um, you don't have to accumulate so many credits. But there's a lot of other colleges that work on this model. Their outline is similar to what other colleges do. So, for example, College of Physio is outlined exactly the way CMTO is doing it right now. The College of Kin is outlined the exact same way. So, they've kind of laid it all out there. It's just people are just kind of, they're not really understanding or they're expecting more, right? It was some of the phrasing in the emails is what kind of got people up in arms is, you know, expect to see the self-assessment tool coming in this many months. And then people are reading that thinking, oh, the guidelines aren't set yet. It is all very clearly laid out. But when you hear there's more to come, people are waiting. And then people are saying, I'm not going to do any continuing education until I know what I have to do. See, to me, it was super clear. You're going to have your self-assessment tool that uh, you have to complete annually now instead of a three-year cycle. Based on that information that you put in your self-assessment tool, you come up with the continuing education that you think you need to fill in the gaps. And there's going to be mandatory college education that you're going to have to do on an annual basis. And typically that stuff is legislative legislation or college policy or those types of things. Like that's what the College of Physio does. That's what the College of Kin does, where they put out these webinars. Exactly. That we were responsible for doing before. To me, that what wasn't explained to people is that you you know and I know. The majority, I, I, I probably guarantee you, the majority of every class of people that attend your classes, even if we needed CEs, wouldn't need it for CEs. Yeah. Right? Like when we run conferences in the United States or Canada, we see a lot of the same people. They're there mm-hmm. because they they, be there. they yep. are dedicated. Yep. So when they're back at their practice, these people are 100% full. And there's lots of people I know that say, oh, I'm 100% full too. I, I just don't understand it. It's the same people that, you know, they don't want to belong to RMTA. You know, it's like, well, you're professional, belong to your professional mm-hmm. association. It's like you have to continually evolve and improve. Mm-hmm. That's why I go down and saw Eric Dalton. That guy is reading daily. He's reading research daily. He's just studying other people he's going back and looking over his own stuff and rewriting that and saying you know I don't agree with what I said then. But yeah, I how many still... times have we heard that from James, from yeah. Eric, yeah. that they're even... Well, and Walt Fritz. Walt yeah. Fritz is like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to say I'm feeling this, but right now I, my intention is this type yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. right? So, uh, I love that about, about somebody... You can tell when somebody is intelligent and is focused on self-improvement. Somebody who can, one, take constructive criticism, who can say, I was wrong, or I just didn't know yet, because... When you know more, you you do better. And it's okay if the way I used to practice before looks nothing like the way I practice now because I learned more and now I do better. Well, well there was 180 people at, at Eric Dalton's class in Oklahoma City. You know, you think, there, I don't think there's a direct flight in the United States to Oklahoma City. 
<laughs> and uh, people from all over, really different backgrounds of treating. And that. Mm -hmm. I was like blown away by how many super skilled therapists that were there. They're at this course, or they're at this course. And uh, when they're back at their practice, they're charging like the very top rates. And a lot of people don't realize like outside of Ontario where we can bill insurance, we're very, very lucky here. Lots of places you can't bill insurance. So like our dear friend, Drew Freeman, who has a clinic right downtown Boston, Boston, Boston pays primo mm -hmm. money for that. And all of his massage therapists, they're in there. That's all cash business. Yep. So man, you better be good. And if you ever want to go down and see how he has, not, I want to say a boot camp, but uh, same thing as Sean Michael Latimer out in Keswick. You come to work with me, you're on a, like a four to six week training period before you're going to start working on my clients that have been seeing me for two decades. Yeah. Right? It's like Benny Vaughn down in Texas, same thing. You know, you come into his clinic, you know, you're going to work with him until he's 100% sure that yep. you're ready. And I love that. I, and that's why I went to Eric Dahl's class. I'm there for three days and I go like, I need to go and see this like nine more times just mm. because all the movements do it. But what I really loved and what I love about all massage continuing education and other education cupping and all this is that research just continually shows that what a lot of our original thoughts about massage therapy, which were um, caring for people, uh, being thoughtful, listening, um, creating a safe environment, all that stuff is like 100% real. Mm. And then everything that we do and how we affect the tissues and how in, uh, directly and indirectly we talk with the nervous system and the brain. You know, it's every time I listen to, you know, James or Eric Dalton or there's so many other phenomenal uh, presenters out there. This is that we know that what we do with the tissues and the joints is this. Every time we're doing it, we're talking directly with the central nervous system and we're talking directly with the brain. And our work is very powerful. So whether you're doing a really quiet, gentle massage or whether you're doing more of a, uh, I don't want to say orthopedic uh, massage. Uh, I know it's all massage therapy, but where you're stretching and moving and mobilizing and um, tractioning, uh, that stuff's all really valuable too. And that's all massage therapy, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's great. Like we're all lucky for four RMTs here. We're at an absolutely perfect place. And uh, I apologize. I'll just one more thought on that. Um, I think that we're in a time right now where people can absolutely feel this palpable stress that people have because just the, of, of rudeness, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, whether you're a fan of the current president or not, I think that people, people like that definitely, it's like, you know, there's some things that should be said in private and there's some things that should be brought out in public. And then there's some things that this should not be said, especially by leaders. I think it's created an environment where people feel free, <laughs> people feel free to be rude. It's allowed. There's no clients I here. Love <laughs> people feel uh, it's their, it's their right now to be rude. And uh, I feel it now where I used to, most of my clients used to come in for specific mm -hmm. treatments, orthopedic treatments, necks and backs and hips. The majority of the thing is like, you know, Scott, I'm distressed. Like you can be, you know, like you can just feel in their body. So this is powerful medicine. And it's, it's like we're providing really important work that science says is working with people and that we know is working with people. I'm done. As you were talking about that kind of energy of the right to be rude, as you said, it's it's super interesting because that is something that I feel is definitely evolving, but also 
on the complete opposite side, we're all going so politically correct. It's such a weird fucking thing. It's like I, I feel the the right to say what I want and be rude, but you you, you have to say things a certain way. No, it's the same people. It's, it's, it's the weird. same people. It, the people who feel they have the right to be rude are the ones who are waiting for you to fuck up and say something so they can jump down your throat and attack you and sometimes attack you personally because you said something wrong. So it's all spun around on you were the person that was wrong, so I can be a dick to you. Our theme of the podcast, I end almost every show with like, (laughs) remember that whoever you're interacting with, you don't have to love them. They don't have to be your friend, but they're a person. Treat people like people. And my famous saying now is just don't be a dick. Like it's not that hard to have compassion and take a step out of your own mind. Yes, everybody's stressed. You're absolutely right. This palpable stress that we live amongst all the time it's really unnerving for me. Like I'm very sensitive to people's energy. Somebody comes in and they're way up here. I'm like, Oh, like you gotta, you gotta calm down, which is why I love what I do because I love being able to help people. Okay. Come back. Let's chill out for a minute. And yeah, hopefully helping people to maybe realize my life stressful or not, doesn't give me the right to be a dick to everybody else. Well, you brought up a good point about the energy component. You know, you can feel it as soon as you walk into a treatment room, whether it's good, bad, ugly. And yeah. that's, our, that's that's always my primary goal to bring that down a bit. I mean, I might, may not be, uh, uh, I have studied under Eric Dalton five times, like he has, you know what I mean? <laughs> so my approach is very different. And this is another reason why I love our profession so much, because people get to be who they are as a massage therapist and they can do different approaches. And this is why I love this clinic so much is because I think we have like there's eight of us here on mm-hmm. on staff and everybody has a different approach to how they treat their client. And we make it very clear to our clients that, you know, if you need to come in one day and your regular massage therapist is not in, please feel free to see somebody else because you may need what they can give you that day. You yeah. I mean? And sometimes it's nice to have another person working on the same issue and using a different approach because people's nervous systems, since that's what we're talking about, they're all very different. Everybody's going to respond differently to uh, the similar treatment. Mark and I are so different. We don't treat anything alike. And I don't take offense in any way if one of my people gets a treatment from him and says, yeah, I like that. That worked for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Go back to Mark. I'm okay with that. I remember when, when I first opened the clinic, the mentality was that client is mine and it's not anybody else's. And mm. that just... That doesn't work. It does not work. No. And uh, I had, you know, you go through quite a few struggles over 20 years and, uh, you know, you finally get to the point where everybody's, they're finally all on board. They get it. They know that that wave will just move. You know what I mean? These people will, they'll keep coming. There you know? are enough clients for everyone. And if you are, as you said, if you're authentically you, you're the type of therapist you want to be, you're going to attract the people that are supposed to be seeing you and they will stick with you. My people, Scott and I were talking off mic, I don't work in a clinic. The only business I get is word of mouth and my people have stuck with me. Partner is the same way. Robin, yeah, she is the exact same scenario. Oh, for sure. This this street, Concession Street, we're on a street where um, it's there's a lot of healthcare and a lot of integrative healthcare practices. So there's massage therapists all up and down the street and everybody always says you know aren't you afraid or you know aren't you worried about another massage therapist I go no the more the merrier you know like you said Amanda like there's not enough massage therapists right now there's not enough every clinic struggles 
to get enough massage therapists That's in their That's true. Clinic. Every clinic owner I know is contacting me because we do the podcast and because we yeah. do Con Ed. They say, you must know a ton of RMTs. Can, you know, do you know anybody looking for a job? Yeah. And each time I have to say, no, you're, you're one of 10 clinic owners yeah. that's looking for people right now. So that's another project why Scott and I have been working with, um, another a software company to try and help facilitate that, that gap. It's, uh, the Gigit Marketplace project. And we're hoping to, to be able to match up massage therapists and clinics on an on-demand basis. So that's another project that that's really important to us. And, and I want to talk about that. Maybe yeah. we should talk about this conference a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we do, there was something I was going to say. One more thing on the continuing education. Um, I love that you guys are still doing the conference. And I know that you guys have talked, Scott and Mark, about the fact that we're still going, even though the CMTO changed the quality assurance program. It's because of the people that you're talking about. Our repeat students are always the people that were never there for CEUs. We used to hand out a course evaluation at the end of every class saying, you know, if you didn't need the credits, would you still be here? And the response was always, I don't need the credits. It's There's people who want to continuously improve and who know where they need improvements in their practice, mm -hmm. and they're always going to be our people. So it doesn't matter if people have to collect credits or not. You know, the other thing I love about our conference, too, is that social aspect. You're, you don't feel alone anymore because, you know, a lot of therapists, they're in a 10 by 10 foot room. They're just doing their own thing. They're never getting involved. You come to our conference and it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. Remember when we were down in San Diego and we were able to um, hit one of the schools. I can't remember which school it was, but I remember walking in there and uh, one of the educators, um, I went up to introduce myself and I said, hey, I'm Monica Passanato for Chelly. I'm with the uh, AMC. And he goes, oh, we all know who you are. And I'm going, What? <laughs> He goes, yeah, you're like uh, like a star football play player here, you and your group. And he he says, I got to tell you, last year I was ready to quit massage therapy. I was done. And we came to your conference and I went home to my wife and I said, I, I'm alive again. Like this is, I found... I found my passion again. And that is, like, I got goosebumps because that's why we still continue to do this conference. Yeah. Those people and hearing that, because you know what? You all know when you're running a business, you get shit on a lot. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's people out there that don't want you to succeed. So that's happened. But the best part is listening to that one story. Who doesn't want you to succeed? Well, come on. It's massage therapy. It's supposed to be all happy and, yeah. and touchy feely, wonderful. And it's not. Yeah. Like, on our our trade show floor, we've had exhibitors serve each other papers like or, or lawsuits on mm. our freaking trade show floor. So it's it's not a happy, it's sometimes not. We love to get people to come together. We're standing up for our industry and we we, we hope it succeeds and we want everybody to succeed. That's like, it. There's I room mean, like, for everybody. I mean, we've never, you know, different from our spouses that would like us to make money running the conference. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, why are you doing that? Why, why like... You could do this. You could clean the garage. <laughs> like, I, I got to clean the garage since I do the conference. But, um, you know, we run, we always have run it at a really low price uh, simply because we want to have as many people as possible. So we have a, we have trade show exhibitors. We want to try and bring as many people as possible. 
We do student day for free. Educator, like any uh, massage school educator, can come on Friday to the conference, attend all their classes for free. If they bring their students with them, we'll give them a pass for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll for actually, any one hour we'll or three hour a, class. We'll give, them a, we'll give them a ridiculous discount yeah. on attending all four days yeah. if they bring their students. So we always have great student day. To me, it's like the students are the real secret piece, the secret sauce, yeah. because they're right at that time that, you know, do I want to finish school? Am I going to write my exam when yeah. I'm done and all the rest of it? And they come and they go, uh, we run our Smart from the Start student day program. And it's all about the world of massage is big. Don't let anybody tell you that it isn't. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. let anybody tell you that you're going to have to go stuck working at this place. If you want to go work at that place, go work at that place. The reality is, is we have friends that uh, are involved with iSpa, International Spa Association. And what was the number? They were... <laughs> Like globally, they were looking for like 80,000 massage therapists. Yeah. But like if you're a great massage therapist, really, you could work anywhere for in the sure. world. Yeah. There's so the many world. opportunities. There's and so we're, many. we're learning that. We just yeah. did a podcast. We recorded the other night, so it's not published yet, yeah. with um, a Sutherland Chang graduate who's yeah. working at the Sutherland Chang Clinic in Hong Kong. Yeah. Like there's just so many opportunities. Opportunities. Yeah. And that's what we yeah. wanted to showcase to our students. And we told – especially <laughs> – I mean, I've done almost everything in massage from obviously being a registered massage therapist, owning a clinic, owning a store, running a conference. Like, I mean, that's what I try and tell them. Like, it doesn't just have to be in that room and just with your hands. There's mass amounts of opportunity. Go out and talk to your exhibitors because you may be number one salesperson for their product and their modality, you know, and you may be flying around the world. And we showcasing. have quite a it's few just, just, people that we work with that have had those opportunities yeah. given to them. So. I mean, it really depends on 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 what where you, you want to go, do. what you want to do. But yeah, the conference itself is <laughs> really what it is. It's an opportunity for us to get together with all our friends. Yeah, that's really. Business. It's just a big we party. Invite, it's, it's a big party. <laughs> uh, it's hang out at the after the day's over after our classes. We just hang out at the bar. We usually have a band. This year we're not have a band, but we have a great DJ on Friday night. We do DJ our Facebook meet. A Facebook meet and greet. We finish like at six o'clock, and Friday night everybody will hang out. We have food and drinks and stuff, and it's just great to see friends from across Canada, United States, that come in for mm-hmm. education. And a lot of them are all in different stages of their career. Some are getting ready to finish, like all their different backgrounds, like whether they're yeah. musicians or whatever. Yeah. It's like, are you a musician? Aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe nice. you should forget you bring get your you on the stage. Make sure you bring it. <laughs> it's like this yeah. get a really loud, annoying yeah. speaker. Bring that in and plug your guitar in. <laughs> It's like yeah, can they work. can't ask us to leave once it starts, man. It's like you know what I mean. It's like yeah. just it's just incredible. It's a lot yeah, of time. we had yeah. some great over the years. Some of our Facebook meet and greets have just been absolutely like in the states. Americans, uh, my dear American massage friends, are fun. They love to dress <laughs> up, so we have like theme parties, and they support them large. So nice. we always have yeah pirates love, and I sailors and <laughs> when we were down in Sheridan at Niagara Falls, Sheridan has the most coolest private room to ever rent for a party. And it's the private room off the Hard Rock Cafe, and it looks onto the falls, yep. yeah. two-story. And uh, we rented that for three years. John Paul played there with his band. John Paul, uh, Monica's brother, is also a massage therapist. Awesome, yeah. And uh, that was probably the coolest uh, yeah. parties that we yeah. ever ran. But the ones in San Diego were uh, awesome. were awesome. You know, I, I tried to figure out how we could just stay down there forever. <laughs> so I just uh, American 
massage friends, if you're listening and you have not attended a conference, what are you waiting for? It's just a big friggin' party down there. Just trying to get, especially them. They can come up to Canada and they're paying next to nothing to get up here, right? I mean, if I went down the list of the people that we've had present from uh, for us, from Whitney Lowe, Tom Myers, uh, uh, Eric Stevenson, Eric Dalton, James Wasowski. Um, How do you decide on your speakers? They uh, find you, you find them. No, it's always uh, a, a totally. Uh, some find us because uh, through other friends or people. Some find us uh, f- through some of our exhibitors. They're maybe sponsoring. You'll see that a lot more in the states. You'll see a, a good or upcoming presenter sponsored by a company, and mm-hmm. they do their own thing still, but it gives them an opportunity to get their message out there a little bit more. Honestly, on the, the level, there's a few different things that decide. It's like, it's people I want to see, typically. The other thing is, well, after I've worked with them once, decide whether I want to work with them again. And they decide the same thing, too. How did you find Mark, the newest speaker at the uh, CNC? Well, yeah, follow- let's turn that I, one around. I've been following Mark on Facebook for a while, and uh, you know, I love his irreverence. You know, you're talking about politically incorrect or politically correct. Yeah, I'm the same <laughs> way. I just, I just want people to be more Canadian. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, don't be too sensitive and don't be, don't be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Right right somewhere in the middle there. (laughs) But uh, when the college made their change, I, I, I just saw Mark pour it on. Right. So all these people think, Oh, I have, I don't need CEs anymore. I'm not gonna, there's a lot of people that were under that impression that they, they didn't need all this. They really did think yeah, that. And it yeah. was really confusing. Like I said, yeah. Mark and I both felt like this is very clear. You still need to do continuing <laughs> education. Yeah. Why do you think you don't? Yeah, I think they need to, college just need to put a neat little video for people. People in the United States and other places are looking at us and it's like, what do you mean you don't need CEs? Or I said, well, that, it's not true. What we have the opportunity to do for the first time anywhere as massage therapists, we have the most professional freedom of any place in the world. I can tell you that right here in Ontario, no place. You don't want to be a massage therapist any other place in Ontario. If you want to do modalities, you can do any of them, any of them. If you want to save your hands and do modalities, you can do any of them. You want to try and break through with your clients and make them better, you can use any modality. And I love that. Our scope of practice is huge. It is huge. Really, what uh, assessment and manipulation of soft tissue to deal with pain and dysfunction? What does that not encompass? We can do anything. And we can do assessment. We can do rehabilitative exercise. There's lots of there's lots of people that can't do it. There's lots of places where great therapists aren't allowed to do that. You know what I mean? I don't mean great. You know, people say, well, what makes great? I mean, like people have been practicing and teaching for over 30 years and people travel around the world to see them. But, you know, you better not give them an exercise when they're there, right? It's like, so I, this massage therapist in Ontario, if they don't realize it they, they have to realize that they are very fortunate. Um, very fortunate true healthcare professionals in a position that other people would be very envious of so just getting back to the continuing education piece i know it was easier for people specifically in the united states because you have the ncb tmb that kind of sets the standards and how much you know one hour is worth one credit now you have the federation of state massage therapy boards that's also going to get involved in continuing education standards some people think it's just the end of the world i said you guys have had a lucky so long you've had one board basically cover all of the united states and people used to say well you know can you cover my credits and like no i can't it's like 50 states i'd have to get approved by or yeah 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 that's why i like to operate in california is because they're still in the process of being regulated down there but they're ncb uh, affiliated so the ncb credits that we offered worked great there right and the therapists even though they don't have to have it go and get their credits to be part of ncb tmb so 
So that's just a plug for, again for our American counterparts. Yeah, I just we loved it. I loved the approved. system. And uh, yeah. <laughs> in California, when we were there, it's like, oh, I think last time I heard there was like 60,000 massage therapists that were registered with the board in California. So they had passed the, the minimum standards for hours, criminal background check, and uh, what school they had graduated from. Because mm-hmm. it had to be from, a, a, now all the schools are going through the same process. I'm just really, I'm always just been very interested in California. I always think it's like a lot of different new things that are happening there. We just but, recently had two two different therapists from California on the yeah. podcast. When Americans look here, they look like, okay, you guys have the highest education standards in the world. I said, yeah, that's a great thing. And now, you know, it's not specifically 2,200 hours anymore. It's learned competencies. But there's a lot of 500-hour massage therapists that I've had treatments from the States. Hmm, amazing. That I've had some of the best treatments I've ever had. But those therapists, they come out. What I see is that they want the continuing education. That's what I was going to say. They're probably fantastic because, yeah, sure, we have these high education standards, but then in the same time, we were just talking about the fact that when the CMTO put out the new regulations, therapists were like, cool, I don't have to do continuing ed. You want the therapists who want to do the continuing mm-hmm. education. Those are the great ones. You know, yeah. The thing that makes you great, I mean, school is great. We learned so, we, I went to Sutherland and Chan, great school. It was, you know, commuting every day from Hamilton wasn't the best thing of all time. But that's where I met my, um, originally met my partner in World Massage Conference. Uh, Eric Brown was uh, his girlfriend at the time, um, I don't think you're technically supposed to date one of the students, but <laughs> it, did, it, did, it, did, it did marry her, though. They did get married. Uh, Sorry, Eric. And, uh, um, so we had a study group. We had uh, uh, four of us that uh, hung out. Uh, three of us are still massage therapists and um, we used to go and hang out they had the coolest apartment in Toronto right downtown it was like a third story of this third story of this house right downtown Toronto you know how big they have all the big old trees we'd sit on this balcony and just you know study all the time then Eric was her boyfriend I knew Eric he was my teacher but not very well but they used to let me crash at their place so when we studied for our final exams, they let me stay there for like a week. We got together, we did our exams, and then we did our we did our school exams, and we did our college exams. Then it was about six or six or eight years later, Don Dillon, who's down in St. Catharines, uh, reintroduced Eric and I because we had he'd been opening up clinics and I'd been opening up clinics. Don Dillon, he called me one day, says Scott, I'm creating this uh, mastermind. And I started laughing. I said, What does that mean? He says, Well, yeah, we're going to call all these people up and we're going to talk about massage and at the time it was quite a group of people that were on it and we used uh, then it was fantastic I remember we used Yahoo it was probably like 14 years ago or something <laughs> like that doing all of our meetings over Yahoo and that little mastermind uh, rolled into massage therapy radio and then Massage Therapy Radio kind of morphed into the World Massage Conference doing the online stuff. And then we started doing our in-person conferences, too. So we've had a lot of, lot we've of, had a lot of fun. A like, lot of uh, fun, a lot of different... Uh, Atlanta, San Diego, Chicago, yeah. uh, Virginia Beach. Lots of, lots, of, lots of great times in the United States. And yeah. people always ask, why do we keep in Burlington? Um, we keep in Burlington one. It's like if you drew a map of what the center of Southern Ontario was, it's Burlington. Like everything, every highway drains, comes down into Burlington. Even the 401, you can take the 407 down to it. So everything, it's all about a mile from Guelph Line where that hotel is. The other price is, is that massage therapists don't have a lot of dough. A lot of us are self-employed. 
So free parking, uh, rooms are cheap there, beers aren't too expensive. So it's free to get. <laughs> well, it's smart not having it in Toronto. Like we've now learned from, you know, having Con Ed in Toronto, there are certain people that just the thought of coming to the city makes them sick. Like yeah. people, people don't want to come to our city. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too big and crazy for a lot of people. To me, it's like if we could run it in downtown Toronto, I love Toronto. I lived there in my early 20s. I always said Toronto's a place you want to live when you're in your early 20s and then when you're in your or 60s or 70s when you're ready to retire, right? You're pretty close to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking oh, back to Toronto out. for me, man. Oh, I couldn't get a garage in Toronto anymore, right? So, I remember when we when I left Toronto, you I think I was like 22 or 23, something like that. And my buddy and I were going to, we were looking at seeing if we could buy this house that was down in Roncesvalles area, uh, right down on King Street, you, you know, where the McDonald's is if that's where the princess gates is for the exhibition come out of there come out king street there's a mcdonald's i lived right across the street just around the corner from us was this house in those days that was a bad neighborhood like that was that was a like people you know we'd just be sitting in our place we had a really nice place uh it was a new build and the guy was having trouble renting it out not a lot of people want to live down there and there'd be like you know like couple you know oh look there's a little gang war going on <laughs> like people throwing stuff people throw stuff at the bus and uh yeah it was a real it was a real interesting neighborhood but uh my most uh, famous uh, the statute of limitations has passed now so <laughs> Oh, dear God. That was the first year of the Molson Indy, and they repaved all the exhibition grounds, put this beautiful new finish, uh, like a blacktop on it. And uh, they left enough room that uh, that my buddy and myself, he had a 1100 Yamaha, I had 1100 Yamaha. Oh, no. And uh, we used to take that route to work like, for like a week or two every morning. <laughs> <laughs> just going down the thing, and uh, that was that was uh, so much fun. I just have to say thank you to the organizers. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the security's tightened up a lot there. Now. It's like, everything's changed. I wonder why. <laughs> well, I, li- I worked at King and Young Street, so it was perfect for me, right? Just the backer in there, right? Oh, and it was great riding a motorcycle to work because you cannot park a car in downtown. Yeah. Toronto, but you can park. People will let you park a bike. You know, like we had a little restaurant right behind our building at King and Young, and they had a little doorway, and they used to let us park our bikes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy lunch there a couple of days a week. When we lived at uh, Young and Eglinton, anytime we had to go to a show or something downtown he would say to me all right put the helmet on we're taking the bike i'm like yeah. what the hell because it's not comfortable as Park the passenger anywhere. and he's like i'm not looking for parking jump on so yeah we used it's to take the bike everywhere free for a bike yeah. or just throw Perfect. it up on the sidewalk anywhere you're good so i never had nice hair when we went out downtown <laughs> don't care about the hair when you're riding so what are you Forget driving it. a rat rod there it's like you uh yeah i i got into building bobbers and cafe racers yeah wow. so i would buy you know in late 70s early Early 80s Japanese bikes like Yamahas or Suzuki's, those mid-sized cruisers. And then I would just rip them up and make them cafe racers and bobbers. Nice. There was a time in our life in our teeny tiny underground garage when we we were renting like what a 700 square foot apartment, midtown Toronto. It was just the two of us. And we had more bikes than cars. Yeah. 
There was a time down there. What a, you had like four or five bikes had, at one time. I had a truck. I had a convertible. I had a Honda Civic. You had your Honda Civic. And I had four bikes. It was so stupid. So you ride too? <laughs> I don't ride. No, I don't. Oh. I don't have a... I mean, there was a point in time that I had told him, I'm going to go get my motorcycle license so we could ride together versus me being yeah. on the back because you guys can see me. I'm not a small girl. I am not meant for the back of a motorcycle. I'm 5'8". This was not comfortable. My back hurt all the time. Well, at least with the bikes that I was building. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he would purposely make my seat this big. <laughs> um, but I did tell him, I'm going to go get my license. And then kids happened. Yeah. And I... Like went all kids. responsible mother mode, and I never did get my license. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been on a bike in probably six years. Monica has a beautiful bike. A, oh, yeah? Trader a Harley, and then you got a, what type of idiot? I have a chieftain. Right on. She's pretty. Well, the windshield goes You'd up fit on my bike. Yes. Yeah. You'd, be com- you'd be comfortable. <laughs> you'd be super comfortable. Well, I keep saying to him, I'm like, I can't wait till you're like a real old man, <laughs> and you switch to like the big comfy cruisers, yeah, yeah. and you've got a beer gut, because I could sit on one of those. Yeah. <laughs> now, my stuff is, they look look cool but they're fucking uncomfortable as hell <laughs> but you look fucking cool on it and they're great to look at it after you parked it up <laughs> yeah, not comfortable good thing i know a few massage therapists that can help yeah, me after exactly. i've been on the bike <laughs> so tell us about the conference give us the dates of the conference give us some of the details in terms of the classes how long the class some of the education classes run so, so this year what we've done is we run from the 27th the, the 27th to the 29th of September. Uh, that's our trade show. That's our regular programming. We actually, just to go back one day on the Thursday. 26th, the yeah. Thursday, the 26th, we're running a special one-day um, presentation for people that get our Platinum Pass, and that gives them access to all the one-day classes. So on the Thursday, we have Dr. Kerry D'Ambrosio, who's actually, uh, funny enough, I, I we're like two ships passing in the night years ago. I met him in Florida and I thought, like, I want to meet this guy. He's like one of the smartest dudes uh, in the world. And I hear he's Canadian. So I want, so we ended up, the problem was we ended up opening a bunch of balls of wine and I, I, I just didn't contact, we didn't <laughs> talk to each other for a while. I just happened through a friend and said, why don't you reach out to him again? So I reached out to him and uh, Dr. Kerry D'Ambrosio, he's actually from Burlington. He went to UFT. So he's a, a physiotherapist, a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. He is doctorate in osteopathy. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, he has his Canadian osteopathy from Hamilton mm-hmm. and he has his uh, classical osteopathy from school in England. And uh, he's been the top trainer at uh, the Upledger Institute for um, probably a couple decades. I, I met him. He was in town teaching something in Burlington back in March. And I said, let's get together. He said, sure, get together. He said, it's the very first picture we take together. We're having a beer. It's at lunchtime or whatever. <laughs> you just tell the guy's Canadian, right? It's, he's been in Florida the last 20 years, but he's just, he's just so humble. He, he uh, is invited to teach all over the world has worked with and learned from and that's what his big thing learned from so many different kind of masters because he worked with John Upledger for years I think what people are going to get out of that Thursday this total body balancing is that uh, I think a lot of massage therapists are very interested in osteopathic and you'll see that a lot of massage therapists that have gone into osteopathy and they're like you know I'm now I'm an oste you know osteopath it's like, well, yeah, you are, but you're still a massage therapist, which is a regulated health profession, and osteopathy is not, yeah. unless you're a doctor of osteopath. But I think a lot of massage therapists would be really, it'll give them a great opportunity to 
see practical applications of osteopathy designed specifically for massage. massage, Mm -hmm. And then he's doing another class on Sunday, which is this um, total lymph balancing. Really interested in, really, really interested in that class. Actually, uh, he wrote an article on that in uh, the Canadian RMT that's coming out yeah, to all the, the all the therapists. So uh, the Canadian RMT will go to everybody in Ontario. So you know, delivered. Scott started the Canadian RMT. Well, let's not talk about that right now. So <laughs> I, I want to talk about the conference. So we got James, James Wasowski, which is really cool on Saturday. He's teaching a full day class and it's his whole uh, new knee protocol. It's the whole hip, knee, ankle piece. And uh, it's great. I got a preview of it. I've got the disc of it. Mm-hmm. So um, The article's also in the magazine yeah. on that. Yep. And then we have yourself. We have Kelly, Armstrong, Michael. Kelly Armstrong, Sean Michael Adamer, Paul. What, how do you say Paul's last name? Colmeyer? Cupping? Yeah, Cupping. He does the... Yep. You know, Canada Cupping's going to be there. He's an RMT and uh, he does traditional Chinese medicine. Yep. He's an acupuncturist too. Yep. I think Don Dillon's teaching a class. Uh, we should have had our guide here. Yeah, I should have my guide right in front so, of me. Yeah, so well, the, the, show gu- the show guide is Dr. in the... Roth, um, Matrix Repatterning, he's doing a class. But then we also have Matrix Balancing. Yeah, but that's not a class. No, that's... No, that's not a class. That's Do a, you, guys have, you guys have the schedule online, right? I was yeah, looking it up. Yeah, Everything yeah. is... So yeah, schedule's schedule, online. Schedule's online. Um, full schedule. Registration's online. With the the Canadian RMT magazine coming out, the show guide is right dead center. Most years we've been using it as your your pass. Like you go in, you get it stamped, so you can remember what classes you did take. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but, you still but, have to have that anyway. Yeah. It's still in there, so it's still set up that yeah. you can. It's, it's your recorder, so we still have. Yeah. And our classes are still NCBT and B approved, so any Americans coming up to yep. take our classes yeah. can get all the credits for that. Sharp. Can I ask you guys, either one of you, how much work? goes into organizing this conference. Is this like your entire life or is this become so second nature to you guys that it's like a tight um, ship? That's a good question. Yeah, like why have you guys survived doing this? And if, I don't know if you guys remember like a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, Canadian, no, Massage Therapy Expo yeah. in Vaughn. They mm-hmm. did that, I think, for about three years. And then after mm-hmm. that, they called it quits. So like, what do you guys do differently? We're suckers for abuse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think it's because that was kind of a. It's uh, a labor of love, I think. We and you know we're 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 our presenters' biggest fans. Yeah. Like our presenters are the most incredible, educated, yeah. inspiring people that we know. And like I said, you know, over the years, you see a lot of massage therapists getting lost. I don't want them to get lost. I want them to be inspired and 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 know that they're not alone and that there's there's huge careers out there in, in our mm. industry and I'm very proud of our conference you know we've brought a lot of people together a lot of deals have been made on our trade show floor mm. well, that's amazing um, going back to as you said getting lost and the student day when you were talking about that yeah. I specifically remember when I was a clinic supervisor at a massage school mm-hmm. um, one of my students I, I mean a group of them but one particular came back to me after she went to the student day mm-hmm. I didn't attend I was actually working the day mm-hmm. And, um, she was just so pumped up because she had hit that wall of like, Mm -hmm. I've been in massage school for what seems like fucking Mm -hmm. eternity. You know, she was over it. She was stressed. She was still working and she came back from the conference and it was like a whole new person. She had got this really cool table and chair and it was so awesome. And the speakers were great. One thing I do notice is you have a lot of return speakers, right? These really like 
heavy hitters in the industry. Everybody knows their names. As you're listing off the people, people listening are like, yeah, yeah, I know mm-hmm. who that is. I know who that is. Do you ever get people who wonder, are they bringing new stuff in? Do you ever get people who are like, yeah, I've already seen them speak? Or is it totally new and exciting every year? Well, you'll notice that uh, James is just, it actually says new class. You know what I mean? Amazing. And like Scott was saying in the beginning of the, of the podcast is they're always doing their research and they're always trying to improve themselves. And that's why they are the heavy hitters. Right. Right. Well, I mean, uh, and that's not to say we're we're not looking for the yeah. new and upcoming. Like, no, we're always looking know. for people, and we're always the the thing is is that over the years we've tried to assist and develop more um, female educators, mm-hmm. and there's some really great female educators in Canada and the United States, and for different reasons, uh, different timings don't work. Uh, we added a couple of new, of course, presenters, yourself, Mark, mm-hmm. and Tara Nicole, who's a massage therapist here in Hamilton and also an osteopathic practitioner <laughs> and a yoga master. And yeah. she she does, she, does uh, she, she travels around Canada teaching seminars uh, all the time, too. So she's never taught with us before. So trying to introduce some new people. But keeping, but keeping the people that people want to see. So, well, know, that's important. Under, Margaret under. Wallace Duffy is probably, yeah. have you ever? Have you I'm ever familiar heard? with her. Oh, well, yeah. she's just yeah, she's, unbelievable. She's a, she's a really great person on a lot of different levels. She, it's like pushed herself and what she wanted to do beyond the clinic. Because anybody who's run a clinic... Or been in charge of a clinic it is draining it's yep. draining because besides probably still doing therapy in the clinic you're managing therapists you're managing people you're managing <laughs> expectations breath. you're managing money or this all these different things even margaret who does all this fabulous things we had this conversation one night this like you know it's so difficult running a clinic she says i really just i want to push myself out of this model i want to work at hospitals. I want to be doing all these things. I want to be part of this community health network. And she did it, mm. right? She just did it. She just pushed her way. I don't say she pushed her way. I'm coming in the door. No, she just worked at it to get that opportunity. And now what she did is like, she's working with the Royal Bank. She's working with bigger people kind of outside of our realm mm-hmm. that will potentially are big sponsors of our profession in right. the future. She created a career for herself. Absolutely. So, you know, two of our dearest friends in massage, one is Linda Sloan Wolf, who's a RMT, uh, MT in Florida. She created a job for herself with Performance Health. Like it did not exist before. Mm-hmm. Nobody was selling massage products like that. It's basically, she, she got herself into that position and worked herself all the way to, I think, VP. Um, Look at our beautiful franchises, yeah. Massage Addict, Hand in Stone. Oh, that, uh, like CG there's Funk, when she started huge with, she opportunities started with, there. Uh, massage Envy when it was at its very beginning yeah. and then left when it was over a thousand clinics. Yeah. Uh, Angie Patrick, who works massage for Warehouse. Massage Warehouse, one of our dearest friends in the world. She's the number one massage and spa product salesperson in the world. Mm. And uh, all these people came to our conference. That's the other opportunity for students. They're meeting on the trade show floor and yeah. in their classrooms, the biggest and the best. And these are the people that are... They want to talk to them. And like our they student don't have day, to be shy, like a lot of the know? people that come to our student day over the years, like especially down in the States, we used to get all these people flying themselves in to be part of our student day and not to sell a product to students, but they wanted to be there to tell students, not look at me, but look at me. Like, you know, yeah. I made a career of massage. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. And people would do that on their own dollar. They wanted to be in front of those students yeah. to tell them how big. And that's what really all inspired me uh, and why I kept doing this. And when we first started, it's like, you know, we had sponsors that, you know, why do you want to have a free student day? I, I, why do I want 500 students walking past my 
they're just bothering me. They're taking all my samples and all the rest of it. And I go like, because massage therapists like me that have been practicing, I don't want your table. I already got a table. I know what lotion I use, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. buy your lotion. It's like it's done. Students, they're like a piece of clay. Yep. Like mm-hmm. they're coming out. There's an opportunity to talk to them. And if you're a really good person, maybe earn them as a customer. For sure. And the smart vendors come to our show and spend so much time with the students discussing like why you want to have professional products Mm -hmm. in your clinic. Why you don't want to buy something from some store and put it in your clinic to heat up stones or Mm -hmm. do whatever. You know, if you're going to do something, do it as a professional. Make your space look professional. Mm -hmm. And she used to give us these office packages. So like on our student day, it's like, oh, yeah. Jane, you just want an office package. Mm. Table, chair, massage, stool, ch- massage chair, <laughs> lotion, thermophore. <laughs> and it makes the students excited. And again, if we're talking about the profession as a whole, people who go attend the conferences are the people that care about bringing the profession up. You know, they're not just focused on themselves in their 10 by 10 treatment room. Yeah. So if you want to elevate the profession, well, you have to start with the students. They're yeah. the people that are going to be the profession. All yeah. of us old people, we're moving out, they're moving in. They so our friends uh, Carden massage table. So I'm really proud of because the tables are designed, fabricated, and manufactured all in Burlington. Mm-hmm. They've supported us probably for the last four years or so, yeah. and they bring all the tables in. So all of our classrooms for all the teachers have these uh, the electric. They'll tables, bring about 12 tables. to 14 electric so tables. So this year, like we bugged them long enough. Yeah. Monica, she just basically sweet talked them, but I was bugging them <laughs> for a while. I said, give us a table. Give us a table to give away. Because that's what the tables that we use here in the clinic. And they gave us one of these new um, Cosmos Cosmo 100s. Basically, you can go on our website or it's also on Facebook, Facebook and just share this. And every time you share it, you get more ballots. I have a person sent me the other day. She said, I think I got like 3,000 ballots. I've shared it <laughs> everywhere. And I go, that's great. because. And what we're going to do is we're going to draw it before the conference. So we're nice. going to do our very best to make sure that the person's there to get the table yeah. and also to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is, this, is this like the OLG? Like, am I disqualified because I'm married to a speaker? <laughs> <laughs> no, anybody can win. Anybody and but everybody. Because it's going to be drawn. It's Just drawn share through a system it. one that we have, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really, really, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see who wins. But yeah, they'll have to get it on Sunday. Like mm. they're going to need to come yeah. bring your pickup truck, borrow your uncle's yeah. truck, come yeah, get yeah. it. Because like Scott's not bringing it home. Spectacular tables. So yeah, they've been really, um, really generous with us. And as so many of these companies have over the years, like the smart ones got it right off the bat and really, really supported our student programs. And it's funny, the ones that supported it the most didn't really, uh, didn't really need to. They just did it because they, they're just, you know, want to work with students. We did work with some really big employers that have sponsored over time, mm-hmm. whether it's Massage Envy or the franchises here, which is a totally different topic. I remember, uh, probably about eight years ago now, seven years ago, I went down, I got to be on the student panel for, uh, Massage Envy. They brought in their top 50 therapists, which they do. They probably made, it's probably the top 100 therapists now. I was really interested because I know that what we typically, what we think we're charging and what we're actually making after we pay our bills and hydro and rent and all the rest of it, they thought that, you know, a lot of people thought these therapists were really, really underpaid. So I went to talk to him. I said, you know, I said, what was the big thing about working in a franchise? One, a lot of clients, which immediately improved my skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, two was since I got a pay stub, I could take that to the bank and mm-hmm. get a loan. Yep. Potentially qualify for a mortgage because yep. it's a little bit different in the States, right? The thing for me is, and then I talked to these guys and I said, how did it help me? And it's like, 
what it did was I was working in a, a clinic that really wasn't professionally set up, or I was working mm-hmm. in something that was kind of like a spa, kind of like nail place, which really wasn't that professional. And there really wasn't anybody in my area to reach out to. Mm-hmm. So I'd start working at franchise and they did well. What really the smart, some smart person, well, two smart people came along, a couple of smart people, friends of ours came along. One was, this is a great part-time job for you. So it's, it's kind of like uh, friends that don't want to give up their part-time job because it's steady. They could work at one of the franchises mm-hmm. and follow their dream. Uh, maybe they want to be a sports massage therapist. Maybe they want to travel with the team, uh, whatever they want to do. That gave them the opportunity because they had their steady cash coming in, which massage therapists don't own their own clinic. Can't say that. One of our very good friends that was responsible for developing the whole protocol, uh, I remember in Massage Envy, for, for, to reduce hours, reduce injuries, to self-care, all the rest of it. And that's how our early work with Massage, uh, uh, Massage Envy started World Massage Conference because the person that was recruiting all the therapists, we pitched this idea to her mm-hmm. about doing online education. And um, nobody was doing online education. And it was a perfect match for them because, let's face it, employers don't want their therapists to leave to go do continuing education, but they don't mind them doing their stuff online, right? So for their purpose, it worked really well. And our purpose, it worked well too, because we were lucky enough to get Massage Envy in the beginning. So once they added spa, we had the world's biggest massage employer and the world's biggest spa operator. We but we up, still want everybody to come no, to the no, conference but we on end that up, Friday. We ended up being able to, because of that, get the big sponsorships with the big companies, you know, that allowed us, one, to build World Massage Conference, in turn allowed us to do more of these bigger sponsors at these bigger live shows. Mm -hmm. But I think that time is gone because so many of the small companies are gone now. They've been bought up by these big companies. So people say, you know, oh, you don't have 200 booths in your trade show anymore in the United States. So there's there's just not that many companies. There's, it's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. The live shows um, are just need to be tweaked. People say, well, when you coming back to States, you know, we get so many notes Every week, you know, come back. We love your style of education in the United States, the AMC. We already ran 2012, she talked about in San Diego. That was the biggest show ever run for a massage. We had 2,400, yeah, 2,600, whatever it was. I think it was 2,400. 800 students. Yeah, and um, we already did that. So if we're going back there now, what are we going back there for? Can't Mm -hmm. be for ego. Has to be for just wanting to run that conference. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather run something smaller than bigger, but if we do our student program, which all of our sponsors want, we'll get 800 students in California. You need a giant, you need a freaking giant tenter. I would love center. to get our student day every year recognized by every school in Ontario as a, professional as a PD day. Yeah. So that everybody just shows up. I think schools should do that because I totally agree with you that students really get a lot of value out of that because you do get to a point where you can't see beyond I don't know what um, the schools you guys went to look like but my massage college had like blue walls I felt like I was in a hospital every day (laughs) and you can't see beyond those walls especially because when I went to school it was still 2200 hours you know I'm in school five hours a day plus clinics and outreaches and it you can really cloud your vision of what's coming So doing something like that where you get to meet with other professionals and then see where you're going and maybe get some ideas and get some passion and excitement back, I think it, the schools would be smart to say, 
everybody go. The I know some of is- the schools started with us to do that. They they knew that it was coming up. They're yeah. they're prepared now that we've been around for for a while. Um, so it- we'll be sending out a poster. Yeah. We do it every year, which is not a small cost, but we send out posters to every school. Mm-hmm. Imagine when I went to school, there's three schools. Now there's 50 campuses or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So we try and visit schools. Now we just contact them. We send them a poster. Yeah. Please bring your students. You know, teachers come for free. Uh, Canadian ter- RMT magazine just went to print. That'll go to every massage therapist in Ontario, active massage therapist in Ontario. Yeah, because we always get two. See, some of the problems with the schools is the instructor that's in front of them. The instructor has the buy-in for what you guys do, then they're exactly. good to go. Mm-hmm. If the instructor doesn't, then it, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't go anywhere. I'll give you a good example. I saw in a Facebook group, someone posted about your conference and the thread kind of went in a direction that I don't ever want to go to this conference. I've been there in the past. It feels like every presenter is just trying to sell their course. This person sits in front of a whole bunch of massage therapy students. So if this is what she's doing on social media, then definitely that's the message she's giving to her 40, 30 students in the class. That's interesting because I feel like that's the exact opposite, especially after sitting here and talking to you guys of what you're doing. You're keeping the cost low because you want RMTs to be able to get the Mm -hmm. value out of the education. You're picking, you're even strategically picking a location that's easily accessible for more people. You're letting students and instructors come in for free. Like I, I don't understand. So the students also, after a year after they graduate, they do get another basic pass for the following year. Listen, obviously we're not in it for the money. (laughs) Okay. But Um, you're never going to, the reality is you're just not going to please everybody. The reality is, is that you will not get a professional educator that does not have a product, man. It's like, that yeah. is, if they're like they're on the road, they need to have a product. It's like I was just gonna say, it's so Canadian to expect everything for free, but it's it's, it's it, basic yeah. fucking business that yeah. massage therapists, for yeah. whatever reason, don't fucking get. American massage therapists get it. It mm-hmm. is it is Canadian. It's a Canadian thing that I don't want you to sell me things. Well. I, how do I make money? You don't have to buy it either, though. Who's forcing you to buy anything? Jesus. Well, I mean, like at Eric Dalton's thing, like everybody was buying the classes. I was still surprised. People still bought DVDs, but they bought all the online stuff, too. It's because people want to be able to go back and say, I, I need to see that again. Mm-hmm. Like even though his book is freaking beautiful, it's all color and everything like that, you still want to go back and see it because you just spent all that money staying in a hotel. You spent that money taking the class. I was there for four days. I was there as his guest. I still spent a thousand bucks. So it's like if you had, if you had, mm-hmm. you know, your flight, your hotel, your drinks, your meals, your your courses, your, you know, I bought T-shirts. We bought some. Yeah, but you material, know what? You came like back. You yeah. could tell that you were pumped up again. Yeah. You had the greatest time. You met with your colleagues, and you know that's that's well, you what know life's really about, cool right? It, it, what it really did was I took my cousin Todd, who got me into massage therapy. Yeah. He had been a massage therapist three years before me, so I'm tw- I'm 27 years this year. 27 years this God, year. You're old. I took him down. He's just uh, he's my favorite massage therapist. He's, he's still, mine too. Uh, I just love the way he treats and stuff. I took him down there, and he came back. First, he saw Eric Dalton here, and I convinced him that his rates were too low to just make some changes like that. All of a sudden, he's making 800 bucks a month more just by raising his rates, not seeing one more client. And now he's using less towels, sheets, lotion because he's doing more stretching and mobilizations and, and he's doing less of all this stuff that 
hurts us. I'm moving my wrists around in circles and my <laughs> fingers. Yeah, yeah. In massage yeah. dance right now, all this stuff that's not great for our wrists, of course. Doing less of that stuff, making more money, uh, being really effective with his treatment, being able to explain what he's doing with the treatment. So it's like that's the power of what you both mm-hmm. do when you teach. It's like you're giving, mm-hmm. and oh, I better not use the word power or anything like that. People get, but that'll they give people the uh, you know the ability to do better for their clients because ultimately that's what we're here to do. That's why like Sean Michael Latimer, I went up to his clinic and I was like I was there for three hours. I was dizzy. I I had to mm-hmm. leave, like because he's he's treating. He's got assistants that are treating. He's doing all these high level different things with all these clients and I'm like wow I thought like and listen that's not to say that that's what you have to strive for no but it's something that might speak to somebody that's out there that loves to function that high right I just want and that's and how are you going to find out if you don't get out there and and also if you're going to the conference I would assume most reasonable people if you're going to the conference to watch somebody speak for whatever length of time I don't know how long the class I know some people do a full day there's one hours three hours and full day let's say you're going to listen to somebody speak for one hour yeah most people, if that person spoke to you, you want more from them. You want to know how to learn more from them. So why wouldn't they give you that information? It's not a sales pitch. It's, this is what I can teach you, but I have one hour to teach you. You want more? Come see me. And if there's people out there that have something to say that want to get out in front of an audience, tell them to call us. Tell them to write to us because we're still looking for those people. So if you think that you're better than what we have, my God, please. Oh, absolutely. That's the, that's the whole thing. Easy. It's like we've, if you've looked at the list of people that have taught at the conference, it looks like, yeah, I've had James there every year because James has blessed us by coming there every year. Like, yes. you know, that's his gift to us, right? Like he could charge us a ton of, he could do a lot of different things. So he brings in a great crowd. He's always innovative. He's always full of energy. He's dedicated to what he's doing. You can feel it when you're in his class. Absolutely. So, and he's a, he's a great person to work with. It's like, make sure you, like James is simple. It's like, make sure uh, he wants to have his stuff set up the night before. He has everything dialed down. He'll be down there at 6 a.m. the next morning. So professional. And checking out his mics again before his class starts at 8. Mm-hmm. That's just the way, and everything has to be laid out a certain way. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I, I don't have to sit in his classroom to know that. That's the other thing is that we don't have to be in these classes, even though we want to be. We've seen a lot of these classes. We don't have to be monitoring our presenters. They're great. They're great educators. Mm-hmm. That's, we're not. We're, we're organizers. They're the educators. Yeah, as the organizers, you want to find like-minded people who understand the vision of the conference and are going to do what you've brought them on to do. So what makes you not invite a speaker back? I don't know. I... I it, it doesn't. It hasn't happened a lot. It's happened a few times. It's just because they're difficult to work with, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's some big people. There's some really big personalities. You'd be you'd be really uh, maybe surprised or not. Yeah, surprised. but you know what? That's not to say that they're not good. They they're have an great. audience, right? But yeah, sometimes it just doesn't. It's it doesn't the, it's mesh. Not, it doesn't fit. And why would you want to want to push something that's just not? Yeah, it doesn't have to fit. Not with symbiotic, us. right? Yeah. It can fit with somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And Listen, it takes people. a lot for someone to develop a, a program mm-hmm. then get up and travel across the country and teach and do it's so you lot, know what yeah. i give credit to every presenter that we've ever had and i appreciate yeah, exactly and love that they've yeah. they've chosen us to, to perform or to or to educate that's the best way to say so it. i don't say that we really didn't have somebody back it was like we weren't the best fit for them that, yeah that's it and that's and, all there is and to recognize that so yeah. but the people that like i said we've had one time like you know just incredible 
incredible yep. that we've been lucky yep. enough to have. You know, or, or or maybe you know Ontario wasn't ready for the specific type of education. It just it could be a lot of different well, I mean, things, like but everybody's states, welcome. Down in the states too, it's like this different people because really what we do and what we've always done is one we're helping to promote our exhibitors and we're helping to promote our presenters, whatever service or product yep. that they have. Mm-hmm. I think it's always been important to make sure that we do that because you are running continuing education on a regular basis. Uh, most of our presenters are running continuing. So this is this kind of like, hey, if you haven't met Mark or for some reason you haven't seen James, take his one hour class or three yep. hour class and see if it's for you or yep. whatever. We love chiropractors. We have chiropractors attend our conference, physios, acupuncturists, traditional Chinese medicine doctors, um, spa people. You don't have to be a massage therapist, personal trainer, uh, someone's in the fitness industry. You don't have to be a massage therapist to attend and you're more than welcome to attend uh, mm-hmm. our trade show. The trade show uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is completely free to the public. So anybody wants to come in, we're actually going to have a little stage there. We'll be running some demos on the stage. Uh, so what, if people want to see, uh, maybe we can get you up there doing mm-hmm. a couple demos for yep. us too and stuff. And <laughs> you know, people just like to congregate. Friday would be a great day for that because we're going to have a big student out. But yeah, really, it's like you know, we um, we all have other jobs, full time jobs. There's four of us: Robin Green. Uh, Lorna Passanato, Monica, and myself are the four partners, four original partners, and uh, we all have full-time jobs. So this is kind of, yes, this very long answer. I think we think it's automatic, and then we delve, start going, working at it every year, and go like, oh my God, I can't forgot how much work this was. Are you guys like Santa Claus? Like, is it like the minute the conference is over, you're prepping for the next one? Probably no, two, three weeks she to starts decompress. Talking. She starts. <laughs> Well, like Sunday, we're sitting there having a drink because we usually run a class on Monday. We're not doing it this year because I, I can't do that five, six day thing anymore yeah. and then pack everything up. I bring everything from our locker mm. and take everything back to our locker. It's like, I don't want to do it anymore. But on the Sunday, we'll be having a drink and she goes, you know, next year. It's like, <laughs> you sound like Mark. He is that guy. We finish one project and I'm thinking like, okay, we can, you know, decompress for a couple days. And nope. he's like, you know, the next no time thing. we do this, I'm like, I have to walk away from you right now. What are you doing to me? Well, that happens yeah. all the time. People think we're married all the time because we start arguing. Oh. It's like, stop. It's like, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go sit over here. You <laughs> keep that up. It's like, I want to think about no work or I want to think about, you know, uh, what I'm going to have for dinner and stuff. But uh, we're in a great profession. We're in a great place. Just really lucky that you guys, we had a chance to, that you guys came and visit us at the uh, One Wellness Group Family Massage Therapy today, our home base. Thanks for having uh, us here. We're hoping everybody can make it to our conference, the Canadian Massage Conference, 27th to 29th. Give them the website. Uh, Oneconcept.com or you can go to CanadianMassageConference.com. Either one of them will take you there. And uh, hey man, and if you're in a real hard place and you want to attend and you need some help, uh, drop me an email and uh, see, I'll see what I can do. It's Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Dartnell, D-A-R-T-N-A-L-L at gmail.com. Right on. One last question before we go. Where did one concept come from? I didn't want to just be recognized as a massage therapy conference. I, one thing that I really feel that's really important is... Um, like Scott was saying, everyone is welcome because if an osteo, a physio, a chiro doesn't know what we do and if we don't know what they do, how are we going to be able to communicate and, and, and have the best solution for our clients, right? Because we are not the be-all and end-all. We are amazing. Don't get me wrong. Massage therapists are the most incredible. Uh, it's one of the most incredible professions, but we don't know everything, yeah. all right? But there are other people out there that can certainly help us. We're all working so closely together. Majority yeah. of therapists work 
in a multidisciplinary environment. Yeah. And it's, it is important that we all kind of are on the same page. Yep. Just have a little bit of respect and, and some, and some education and knowledge, right? It's all about, it's all about education. Yep. I mean, uh, education would fix a lot of issues in the world. Yep. <laughs> and having a massage. And having yes. a massage. Learn some stuff <laughs> and have a massage. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to come back and do another, another podcast with Scott and Monica because they have some more information about CBD. As I was walking through this multi-room place that I'm yeah. in right now. There was a door that said CBD something. Care. CBD or care. CBD. Yeah. But yeah. well, we started it. We started it before um, legislation was, really the came legislation came out and basically not legalized, but decriminalized CBD and marijuana. Mm-hmm. So basically it actually made it legal for us to be involved in working with CBD. But there was, we had a practitioner here that was, uh, she's an educator. People. So she's we still educator. offer CBD education yeah, and she's, she's actually and stuff, able so. to. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was interesting because we had a couple open mic things here, open mics, we had a couple seminars here, um, people are really interested in alternative pain controls. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I was talking about Sean and everything that he does at his clinic, his people come from all over Canada to see him because there's people that have terrible pain that aren't getting any answers and people don't want to listen to them. And uh, I think the biggest thing that we can do as professionals is just listen to people. And yeah. people say, well, that's just the uh, placebo effect. Well, so is a clean office. So is being nice to buddy, somebody, smile at them, offering them a glass of water. Well, that water won't help them. It won't rehydrate. doesn't matter. Give them a glass of water. Mm-hmm. It's like this, just, you know, do all the things that would make you comfortable and uh, you'll be more successful that way. Yeah. So that was awesome hanging out with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Next time we'll do... Um, We'll we'll do it poolside later in the afternoon with some vino. Now Did we just talking. become best friends? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back to Hamilton. <laughs> right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists at a microphone. Peace. <laughs>